0: Good, good, not evening yet, but good day, good day, my name is Lee May, I'm the pastor of Transforming Faith Church, located in Decatur, Georgia, and I think I'll probably be sitting around with the mayor, the 61st mayor coming to speak. Good? Okay, well he wants me to present the mayor, so. (laughs) <laughs> but there's pastors here. I don't want to get out of my mind. You go ahead and pastor. How about that? There we go. Well, let me continue on with what I am charged to do uh, on uh, this afternoon. My name is Lee Manning Canem, pastor of Transforming Faith Church. Uh, just a little church on the east side of town. I'm an east side boy. Um, let me first start by uh, saying it's really an honor just to stand here before you all um, to talk about what's been near and dear um, to my heart, uh, which is really engaging faith and politics. If you know my background, you know my history, you know that this is something that my two worlds have collided all of a sudden, and it's not necessarily something that I uh, put pen to paper to. It's not something that I thought through or thought about or even put together a strategic plan for my life. It's something that God has coordinated and brought me to this place uh, in this time in history. I think it's important, though, that that we all understand and embrace this reality that God has placed us all here on this earth to have a voice. He told his prophet Jeremiah that before he was formed in his mother's womb, he knew that he had a plan for yes, right. He ordained Jeremiah to be a prophet. Right? Mm-hmm. He wanted Jeremiah to speak his message to the people. But I'm here to tell you all that we all have a place, we all have a voice that God wants for us to uh, make known mm-hmm. here <laughs> in the earth. He wants us to, to speak up for the speechless. He wants us to stand up for the least, the lost, the left out. He wants us to speak not just for ourselves, but he wants us to speak for others who may not even know how to speak for themselves. And we've been blessed because throughout all the trials and tribulations, the ups, the downs, the failures of this nation, the successes of this nation, we actually live in a country that theoretically desires for all of us to use our voice. And I emphasize theoretically because pen on paper says one thing, but we all know that in reality, it doesn't always live out that way, right? But theoretically, we all were um, endowed with certain inalienable rights, right? That's something that they declared when they was trying to get away from Britain, right? In that Declaration of Independence, but at the same time that they was pinning Declaration of Independence they didn't believe that for everybody because that all men created equal was just that all men land-owning men white land-owning men they were created equal and all of us could just look from the sidelines and hope and pray and wish one day that we could live out that dream and so here today I want to just for a few minutes that I have, just really make sure that we truly understand regardless of your um, belief system, regardless regardless of what A faith you may embrace and endow. I'm a Christian. I'm a believer in Christ. I'm a follower of Christ. And and I attempt to do that not just in my words, but in my deeds, in my actions. How I show up in the world. How I show up in my family, with my wife, with my children, in my neighborhood. Not just on Sunday in my church, but in how I'm engaging with my brothers and my sisters as well. And I pray that you all understand that, that God desires that for you as well. He desires for you to show up. And live out what you believe in your faith. And live it out in a very practical way. And so as God has connected me and embraced these two worlds of mine, both uh, faith and politics. I actually wrote a book about it about 10 years ago. It's called My God, My Politics. And the very premise of that book was simply this, that your faith indeed should inform your values. It should inform your politics. Like what you support in terms of public policy, it's okay to look to your faith and say, how does my faith live this out in the policy that I support? How does my faith live out, Mr. Mayor, my my administration and the things that I get focused to? How I put my budget together to say that it's truly reflecting the values that I have that that I want to speak to the least, the lost, and the left out. That's what uh, our nation theoretically says that we have the ability to do. And so for our faith, to inform our politics, we have to do one simple thing. My, I had the privilege, the honor of being able to sit at the feet of Reverend Dr. Joseph Lowry, Reverend James Orange, and he gonna hate that I put him in this list, but Reverend Timothy McDonald. Yes. And, and, and all three of them used to say, voting is about three things. It's about voter registration, it's about voter education, and it's about voter mobilization. You can't even participate in this process if you're not even registered. So that's that's something that we have to make sure that we are focusing on and making sure that all our people, that Pookie them, that our cousin Ray Ray and, 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 and folk who even been incarcerated, that they know in Georgia when you get out and you serve your time, you have the ability to register and participate in this process. But the thing is that after you register and after you, you, you go through that process, you sign that piece of paper, you put it in the mail and it's returned, that also you have to know that the second po- uh, focus is just as critical. Because it's one thing to show up, but what you're showing up for. What are you showing up for? What are you, what are you saying you believe in? And, and it's more than just having a D or R after your name. It's more than having an I connected to your name on the election ballot saying that you're an incumbent. That means nothing to me. I'm matured enough to know that just because you're in office doesn't mean that you need to stay in office. I'm mature enough to know that just because you're a Democrat, that don't mean nothing to me. What do you support? What are you going to stand up for, you liberal Democrats? What are you going to stand up for when it comes to black folk and our issues? See, we're sick of you saying that this is not the right time. When is it going to be the right time for an issue that directly affects us as black people? The most loyal face of the Democratic Party. When are you going to show up and say, you know what? have their rights and they have their needs, but we're going to show up explicitly for you. When is that going to happen? But see, we don't know that if we don't educate ourselves on the issues, on what's important, If we don't, if we can't take what's in this Bible right here and we read all through it and say, okay, my God says to love him and to love my neighbor. And he gave me some examples of what loving my neighbor looks like. He, He said there was this Jewish dude that got beat down. He was, he was jacked. He was, if he had a car, he was carjacked. He was left on the side of the road and his two religious brothers. The priest and the Levite, they were too busy to look down and help this brother. They crossed on the other side of the street. But there was this dude who, who was considered the enemy of the Jewish man and said, you know what? Let me check and see what's going on with this man. Let me come to his aid and see how I can uh, uh, bless him and see what I can do to tend to his knees. And he showed up for this man, this stranger. That's what my faith says it says that that if I love God that I express my love for God by how I'm loving my neighbor and that should show up in our policies. And politics is not rocket science mm-hmm. See when I stood in in position of leadership uh, I wouldn't say this but it was to our advantage for you to think uh, what we did was rocket science. Because if you thought what we did was rocket science, then you wouldn't dare run against us because rocket science is for those special people, those smarty-arty people, those people who've been to grad school and got their PhD and all that. But politics isn't rocket science. It's about how you were showing up for people. How are you going to engage people who are in need? How are we going to take a trillion, multiple trillion dollar budget? How are we going to support this Build Back Better thing? And how is it going to support us? You want me to support Build Back Better, but you won't support the voting rights of all people in this nation. You won't say that we're going to protect the voting rights of our people. Come on now. Yeah, I'm talking to Democrats now, right. who's supposed to be our friend. You think because Republicans just ignore us or do us wrong or, or maybe engage with certain maybe racist kind of tropes and things that we're just supposed to lay down and say, all right, Democrats, whatever you want. No, I'm here to tell you that my faith don't show up like that. That's right. That's right. My faith doesn't show up like that. <laughs> and so I'm here to remind us that after we get registered after we get educated then we gotta show up every election I don't care if it's just a a water sewer sales tax to pay for infrastructure I don't care if it's an education Uh that that just supports our schools and you think oh it's gonna pass anyway it doesn't matter no you have to show up for those things because that allows you to say I am as equal as anybody else and my vote. The mayor of Lathonia. See, everybody hears the Lathonia. I'm an Eastside boy, so I talk in DeKalb terms, not in Atlanta terms. I let the mayor talk about Atlanta, right? In Lithonia, we most addresses in the cab that says Lithonia don't live in the incorporated city of Lithonia. Mm-hmm. The incorporated city of Lathonia has 2,000 residents. The mayor of the city of Lathonia wins with a hundred votes every election. Now you mean to tell me that if I live in the city of of I don't determine the future of this city? A mm-hmm. hundred votes. Each and every vote matters. Yes, and I will sit down with this, the mayor, the sixty-first mayor of Atlanta. And I don't want to. I don't want to interrupt this pastor's introduction of him, but uh, he is mayor because of six hundred people. All right. mm. See, y'all looking at the landslide that happened at the end of no, uh, at no, November 30th You're looking at the landslide, but it took 600 votes to put him in the runoff so that he could have that landslide in November Make it late. So if you want to know if your vote is important, you tell everybody in your family, I was one of the 600 if I voted for I voted for him. You know I voted for him. 600. <laughs> <laughs> Hundred people made him one of the most powerful people in our region. I'm talking about of America. Six hundred votes. Your vote matters. We got to show up, y'all. The first um, elected leader in the Bible was Saul. First elected leader in the Bible was Saul, because the children of Israel had been ruled by God and then by judges over the years, but then they got besides themselves. They decided, we don't trust you enough, God, to give us our leadership. We're going to, uh, we want to have a say in this thing. We want kings like these other uh, uh, neighboring countries will have. And, and God said, you sure you want to do that? Like, I'm, a, I'm a even tell you what's going to happen before I give you this king, and you still want to do it? They said, yeah. God appointed, anointed King Saul To be the king, the people of Israel. That's what they wanted. And he let them have their desires. And it turned out just like he said it would. That was the first election. They didn't get a vote in Saul. They got a vote in their form of government. And he allowed that to happen and he's continued to allow that to happen all throughout history. Y'all, let's take advantage of this course that we have to, 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 to participate in election. Now I'm talking to you, y'all of the choir. I get that my prayer is that through social media and all of this, and I will prick something in your mind to say we as believers, we as churches, we're coming together to make sure that we are influencing the outcome of our cities, of our counties, of our school systems, of our state, and of this nation. Amen? Amen.